Okay, hello and welcome to the Capital Investor Podcast. It's actually our first ever episode. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, uh, Ben Molyneux, and I'm here with my co-host, Luke Bond. Uh, Yeah, I spent 45 minutes today trying to get out of a uh, parking spot, but that's all all we're going to talk about that. uh, 45 minutes to get out of a car parking spot. Let's let's not talk about it. Let's just, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's just a little little tidbit about my day. But um, yeah, so we already know you're a good driver, which is great. <laughs> for, uh, yes, yes, and well, this uh, is this is audio only, and uh, I'm not not Asian and I'm not a woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only joking. What? I'm because they're joking. not good at investing as well, or? <laughs> oh, no, no, this podcast that, is for everybody. That hurt me. That hurt me bad, that one. No discrimination on the first episode. Uh, but Ben, how, how have you been this week? I've been good. I am a uh, an accountant, so uh, this time of the year is very busy with um, end of the tax year. So uh, yeah, I've been pretty busy over the bank holiday, uh, tying up some tax returns and things like that. So oh. Yeah, most people will say that's quite boring. Yeah, that, that, um, I was going to say that doesn't sound fun, but but, but, but that's where you stretch your legs, through. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't wait for April to roll around this year. <laughs> yeah, but it's been a bit of a strange one because obviously with the bank holidays uh, in the UK, mm-hmm. um, it just means that investing has been a bit more strange because the market's been closed for obviously Saturday, Sunday, and in the UK, Friday, Monday. And I believe in the US it was Friday as well. Yes, yeah, and then it, it was open Monday. So Yeah, it was open Monday in the uh, US. A, a four-day weekend of it all all being closed. Kept looking at my phone to try and uh, yeah, sit, look, that, look at some stocks and see if there's anything moving, but nothing. It's weird. Well, obviously the platform that we both use doesn't really show you well it doesn't show you out of hours movements does it like you, uh, you can't no no you have to use a se- separate one for a separate app for that yeah which I, I don't know i personally like that app to incorporate like so you can see out of hours like movements because um, yes it kind of shuts on that well on this one it shut on thursday evening and you didn't get any update until tuesday uh, or Monday, sorry, um, for the US opening. Yeah. Which is weird. Well, it's annoying because, you know, look at Tesla, for instance, like there was loads of stuff happening in that period. Yeah. But unless you yeah, went onto this other app and had a look at it, you wouldn't even know that that was happening. Yeah. Um, so someone uh, yeah. who wants to invest, you know, they, they need that information. Yes. And uh, it, it's always, oh, look, there's big news out and you're like, you, you're, you're looking to find out hold on, what is the direction that it's going? How How is everyone else seeing this? Because I see this as good. Do, do people see it as bad? And uh, Yeah. Well, it's almost the reaction to the news, isn't it? You, you just don't get that if you're looking at the stock on this particular app. But I guess if you're looking at you know, Yahoo or Bloomberg, then yeah. um, you can see the out of off, well, out of hours. <laughs> out of uh, office. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I know. I I I, t- I totally agree with you. But and then, or, but with the app, it's 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 not not like it's always doing instant trades and and everything. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's more of a 
uh, it's less of a day trading kind of yeah, yeah. application as well. Uh, that's what their, their target audience, I guess, is. Is it's not your day traders who are doing you know CFD contracts and things like that. It's you know people that are investing for the longer term, I guess. Yeah, just want to put uh, your money in and not touch it, and then hopefully it doubles. <laughs> Yeah, again, well, again, again, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at the beginning of this year, I was like, Yeah, my money's easily gonna double totally. <laughs> but we're looking after a week open, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. But the, the thing is, I've been investing for what two and a bit years now. Actually, I think it's coming up to like three years in the summer, okay. Uh, and my money hasn't doubled in those three years, so uh, have they I've not? Has it not? It what no. well it has been a rough year last year yeah and that would yeah. have... uh, has well, that... i think i've recovered most of the losses that i had in last year because yeah. obviously i was invested throughout pre prior but we've hit all-time highs on like us and FTSE. i think the FTSE, i guess i think we could do a whole podcast on this in terms of my developing investing strategy because it has moved from one end of the sword to the other end and i think a whole episode would be ideal it, on I, I, can i can i take a guess what that is yeah go for it dividends to growth stocks yeah yeah i i, I guess that, yeah i think it, it was definitely dividends i think it was more dividends and like uk based and now moving over to more us more tech stocks but I think actually more to do with like index funds as well. I think I'm quite big on index funds being quite lazy. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, uh, another episode, we can cover that in more detail because I would like to like talk about what I learned from doing that. So I probably hindered a lot of my return that I could mm. have achieved by implementing that. And that was more just me lack of understanding, I guess. Yes, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, but my strategy hasn't changed yet. I've only been investing for since it might have been, I think, J- July. And then I started putting in a small amount of money into the app just to see how it feels and how easy is it to get my money back out and all that and uh, how much do I lose if I do buy, uh, buy a US stock compared to a UK stock and so on and so forth. And then now I'm just completely whole hogging it on uh just uh just us stocks really that's 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 all i'm that's all i've been really going for because that's just yeah. that's just where the growth is it, it, like it's, it's quite addictive isn't it like once you put some money in and then like you see that start to grow and you're like oh i need to put more money in yeah and it's oh, like that like you say like oh look i've got a thousand in tesla and it's like oh look yesterday it jumped five percent but if that was five thousand like yeah. that, that's 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 a bigger return. Why didn't why didn't I have all my money in Tesla because that was the one that out out of my portfolio actually grew the most, yeah. or whatever. And it's and just how many how many stocks are you currently? Uh, how many stocks are you currently own? I think five. Okay, I think that's a good amount. You know, like you it, get some people who have got like 30, 40 stocks. Yeah, and and I think that was part of the problem I had when I first started. I bought loads of different stocks because all about this sort of diversification piece. But mm. if you're actually trying to keep up with those stocks, it is so hard to keep up with stocks and like the news and the earnings releases if you've got loads of them. Yes, yes, and it's and it, there'll be a couple which catch your eye slightly more than others, and then you'll neglect a couple, and they might bring you down. And 
it's yeah just so hard to stay on top of that many so over the past sort of I don't know about a year I've probably tried to trim down the amount I'm holding I'm still holding way more than I want to mm. um I'm, tr- I'm trimming it down uh because I do like the companies or there's some like thesis behind why I like that company and want to carry on holding it but I've got yes, too many yeah. if that makes sense and I'm already diversified because I'm holding index funds that own the entire market or you know own you know the Nasdaq or something like that so um you know do I really need that many stocks I could probably just have the index funds and then you know as you say three or four other stocks that I think are like going to way outperform the market yes yes see like even with index funds like is that not just diversifying too much is that not limiting so so what are the stocks in these index funds which are pulling up the whole index fund yeah it's funny is are those not the ones you want to pinpoint yeah, well, let, let me because some of them obviously, you know, if you're if you're in the FTSE 100, you're you're owning all 100 companies that are in the FTSE 100. Yeah. But obviously, it has a weighting, right? So it, you know, presumably it picks the, you know, the number one spot has a bit more weighting than the 99th spot, right? Yeah. So like, if it's a 10 billion dollar company versus a one billion dollar company, it's outweighed by the ratio of how much money in it is in it overall. So yeah, yeah. But, but what I've noticed is, like, you know, for like an S and P five hundred one mm. or a global one, it always at the top you have like Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, always yeah. at the top. Yeah, like they are yeah. the highest holdings that you have in those. Now, if you hold an S and P and a World Index Fund, kind of what's the point? Because you already hold them in another one as well. So you, you're right; you can be too diversified i guess because you you're basically doubling up on you know you might as well just stick into one yes um, and likewise i don't think you know when people then choose the three other stocks that they want to look at that are going to outgrow you know uh, uh, an index fund mm. i don't think people realize what their index fund holds in the weighting of that and then they might go and invest solely in apple which is already massively weighted in the index fund yes yeah so, uh, but, and then it's, okay, right. So you, you have your index fund and your singular stocks. What, what is the ratio? What, what to you, what is the ratio in which um, is, it is good for, to see growth year over year for your index funds versus stocks? 50-50 or? I, I want my... I want the index fund, obviously, the index fund is there to match the market. So, you know, provided the market's going up every year, yeah. um, you know, I want that to, I want that return to be, you know, and they say it's probably between like 8 and 12% is a good return for a year on like an index fund or a market. Yes. Um, but I would want my growth stocks to far outperform that, you know. And, and, and it's a strange one because if you look at the growth stocks, you know, over the past year, mm-hmm. you know, they have significantly, you know, grown. If I look at some of the ones that I've chosen, you know, I'm up a hundred percent on some of them, a hundred and thirty percent on a couple of them. Yeah. So like I think I think that's a I think it's because it's been a strange year. I don't I'm not expecting that level of growth on a stock every single year. Okay. It just wouldn't be 
okay but and then to come come back with your apple amazon and um what was the other one yeah microsoft microsoft over the last however many years they've been really making consistent growth of 40 to 60 percent year over year so it's yeah. uh, apart from this last year it seems to be wavering off because of uh covid for some reason but yeah it, it's it's hard to look at that growth year over year and like you look back at the five year um what do you call it not the five-year forecast because the forecast is in the future the uh the past yeah. uh, the past five years and, and and you could you can clearly see that it has like du- doubled or tripled in that time so it, it's it's i don't know i'm i'm too much of a uh single stock man to uh <laughs> Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially I, I think the other thing that people have to take into consideration is like the age. So when, when you get older, you, you're you going to naturally take less risk, right? Because you want to preserve the capital that you've got or yes. you've grown. Yeah. When you're younger, you can take much more risk. So, you know, by having three or four shares that you believe in and, you know, do your research on and stuff, you know, you can take a lot more risk than someone who's older, who, you know, maybe needs that money for retirement. Yes, that's true. That that is very true. It's uh, I, I being being as young as I am, and and like retirement is so far off in the future. I I by that point I want to have enough money that even by retirement I will still be making risks because if I do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, I would be making, uh, like, I, I would hopefully have enough money that I, w- I wouldn't even be worrying about a pension or, or, or anything because hopefully my work, my wealth would out- outweigh it. But and yeah. then that's that's just from the point of view of oh, that's totally forty years away. <laughs> wow, are you old enough to uh, invest? Sorry, I'm gonna have to check that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, no, I know, I know what you mean. Like 40 years is a is a long horizon to invest on. And I guess, you know, what kind of happens now is going to be insignificant in 40 years' time. Like some of the companies that we invest in now won't even exist in 40 years' time. And yes. there'll be growth stocks each year. And mm. um, I don't know, investing strategies will change. I, yes. I think I think what's what's been crazy investing, and I think probably you, you you did capture it as well by starting to invest, you know, over the summer last year is, you know, everything was crashing and going down and mm-hmm. investing during that period and then seeing it rise up, it kind of like, I don't know, it's, it's nervous when it's going down. It's kind of like, well, how far can this drop? But then when you're young, you're kind of like, well, this is actually awesome because I'm getting like huge discounts or like I'm buying things at, cheap yeah because yeah these things are going to come down and it well it's hard to look at that if you don't like so to have that mindset of oh i'm getting it on discount is a mindset that is is learned through other people because it's so hard to see it as i'm getting a discount when i don't know you've put your first one thousand pounds in and for some reason it's going down immediately 
And it's yeah. like, oh, I'm not going to put any more money in this. <laughs> I'm yeah. fucking losing money immediately. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's kind of like, it's, it is like a psychological battle, really, at the beginning. But then, I don't know, once you get through it, it's like addictive. You're kind of waiting for payday or some other funds to clear so you can put more in. Yes, and, yeah. And carry that process on. Or, or, or start selling items in, it, <laughs> in your flat just to um, give in to your habit, you know. I've taken up the minimalistic life now, so I, I just have this <laughs> laptop speaker and, and my phone, and uh, that, that's all I have. not even a bed. About a month ago, I sold my laptop <laughs> and all the money went into investing. <laughs> How am I meant to look at my stocks now? <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, yeah I, I've definitely seen a uh, an increase in. I, I not I don't know. I've I've always been quite minimalist, but I've I think even more so now, especially when you see when you see a dip and you're like paydays on friday <laughs> oh baby and like i don't know you make sure you don't eat out for lunch or um that's a that's something else i'd like to talk about actually on today's one because yeah you know like so obviously the end of the tax year in the uk right was was yesterday so that was the last time you could put money into like an isa allowance or something uh, yes. before the new tax rolls in right um so obviously I'm trying to cram money into that ISA before that deadline elapses. And then I want to put that money to work. But what, what seemed to happen was there was a huge rally the back end of last week, which pushed yeah. prices up. And then that basically carried on to the early part of this week. So everything is like lifted significantly that I've basically got loads of cash sitting in my portfolio, but I haven't deployed it yet because everything seems Too so much. high now. Oh, yeah. no. But but in reality, it's not too high. But like you know, psychologically, I'm saying, well, well, it's got to when it goes down, I'll buy a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it did go up because of this reason. Yeah, so, and, and, and I, I wonder whether it is. I mean, I, th- I think it's more psychological because actually, it's it's the tech stocks that seem to be doing the heavy lifting at the moment, the mm. US ones. But I don't know, like you know, when like the the weekend comes or something and people pump more money into it just before the weekend then you see like a rally before the before the weekend yeah or what is it the the post trading and it jumps up like three percent and you're like why why couldn't that have been done before and then by monday that three percent is nowhere and so i'm just wondering like on uk stocks was everyone trying to put money into their ices on thursday or whatever to try and beat the limit and then buy things and that inevitably pushed prices up so i'm just wondering whether whether that might come down or whether I'm overthinking it. I must be overthinking it because the US stocks are doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Yes, yeah. Well, it's really quite hard to define and uh, find out what is actually causing quite a lot of the ups and downs, where yeah, it's it like, oh, look, all, all, all the stocks, are, all the tech stocks are rallying all at the same time, and it just so happens to be in line with this thing that I'm doing. And it's... Yeah. And it's quite it's a confirmation bias, isn't it? You 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 think it's because of what your reason, but in reality, it's some other reason or something else going on that's yeah. causing it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, or like um, the only thing that really kind of seems to control it is the um, uh, uh, the people who an- analyze it. What is it? The analysis guys. What are they called? Like, the analyst, uh, yeah, the analyst. The uh, was it J.P. Morgan and all? 
who are, yeah, the who, investment bankers and stuff. Yeah, and it's just just like oh, they come out with their upgraded price or whatever, and it's yeah. like for some reason. Well, it's not for some reason because it's not like the stock market's listening to that. It's the fact that everyone else is jumping on the bandwagon because they've said so. Yeah. So, it I, I, the news only comes down to people buying more. Yeah, it's well, yeah, that's it. It's these big like companies that seem to drive it up if they want to. You know, you they release a press release that says, as you say, we're going to you know lift our valuation by X percent, and then everyone buys into it and the price goes up. Yeah, um, like and it, then you've like, got the period waiting until the earnings report, and then it's kind of like the earnings report hits. But all of the like, if they do well and they meet the earnings report, there isn't like a massive rally on the stock because it's all baked in by all these people buying into it beforehand. It's it's quite weird, and I didn't fully appreciate that before I started investing, or even yeah. at the beginning. I like, so, yeah, like with um, what do you call it? Netflix. I think it was in Q four of twenty twenty, and they, I, I believe they beat it. Uh, because of the whole COVID thing, but and then uh, was it Q4? No, it might have been Q3. They beat it, but the stock didn't rise. But it was only until Q4 that the stock rise because they had m- money on their uh, m- money in their back pocket uh, that, that they're sitting on now, and they never used to have that. And it's like, yeah. well, they was con- they was doing consistently well, but no one was still investing because they was in debt almost and it's 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 very bizarre but yeah it is like it's bizarre because the the market doesn't always react the way you'd expect it to yeah like, you, you know if they if they beat their earnings you'd expect it to shoot up but it doesn't because people have already predicted it and bought in and you know yeah. so sometimes you get this weird thing where they meet expectation but the stock price drops yeah because everyone thinks they're going to beat expectations they've bought into it and put it too high it's so weird yeah um, it's oh yeah it's definitely mass psychology and what is safe to buy and when people think stuff is gonna gonna rise and it's almost only on things that are dead certain so like yeah. oh look if they beat and then it will go up but if if it meets the requirements no like uh and, and anything lower just no it's it's not a dead certain enough that everyone wants to jump on the bandwagon yeah and that's, I guess that's where the risk comes into it. And that's why I think in some ways is like individual investors, we have a better chance of picking the better stocks that are going to outperform the market because you've got these big like fund managers like JP Morgan or whoever, who basically, you know, they've got thousands of people's money and millions and billions of money that they've got to invest. Yes, yeah. And if they invest in something, they shift that price instantly because they've pumped loads of money into it. Or, you know, as soon as they sell a stock, pulling all their money out hits the stock price. It, it probably shouldn't, but it yeah. does. Well, it's, well, that, that's, but then that comes down to the fundamentals of stocks, doesn't it? If there's a large amount of people selling and not enough people buying, the stock drops to fulfill that need. So yeah. it's like, it's annoying that it happens and it seems slightly almost like market manipulation. <laughs> it does, it definitely but, does. But I, I guess if you've got that larger sum of money and you can have the market bend to your whim, I guess that's that's just how it goes. Because if you put a cap on that, it's that would, I don't know, that's just stopping the freedom of someone pur- purchasing something yeah. in which they can't. It's, I don't know. 
It's... Yeah. And I also think like investment banks like that have so many like restrictions on what they can and can't invest in, you know, in terms of like, is it a certain market cap that they have to invest in? You know, does it have to be a dividend paying stock? Does it, you know, mm-hmm. there's, they've got so many things that hold them, restrict them from investing in totally anything. We as individual investors can invest in. Yeah. I think. Uh, uh, I, I wonder how easy it is to almost set up your own kind of uh, like ETF of yeah. like, oh, well, look, you know what? I'm just going to top top 10 companies just in the world or whatever. And and, yeah, and then people just, I don't know, you take a slice of the cake of 0.01%. And then... Yeah, because you know on, um, you know, Trading212? Yes. The other platform. On there, you can create what's called a pie. I don't know if you've seen it. Yes, yes. And you just make a percentage of whatever ones and you just throw money into it and it dis- uh, distributes it, doesn't it? Yeah, so it's kind of like a build-your-own ETF kind of because you can pick however many stocks you want and then allocate a percentage holding to them. Yeah, um, You can't charge. So people can follow your pies, I understand. So there's a like community pies that you can basically put on the community. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay it sounds weird saying pies don't it when it's yeah, not like yeah. a pizza pie or you know like a steak bake uh... cream pie <laughs> whoa 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 <laughs> you know yeah. you, know, you know one of those community cream pies <laughs> yeah well maybe someone's named one there. i'm sure <laughs> yeah so um you can put your community pie on this tab basically and other people can follow it but i well i know you can't like charge them for following it but yeah there is a there there kind of would be that would be quite a good concept wouldn't it you know in terms of like like or at least even something like like oh you know what i'm going to make mine private and then even outside of um the app like you can give someone a link and should charge them to be i don't know i don't know just uh, if it feels like there's a big gap in the market of look these are fucking great stocks it's super easy throw your money in there well like on um on eToro the platform you can like copy people's trades and i don't know whether okay. that's a feature or not but like you can have people so that basically people on there would disclose how much they've percentage returned over the past whatever and then you can choose to copy their trade so every time they buy a stock your portfolio buys the same stock and sells it at the same time so basically they're the fund manager for you okay um that's but and then they don't get paid as well. I'm guessing. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's a if it's a premium feature. But I guess a collaboration of a a community pie. I laugh every time I say pie. Now. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Fucking dirty bastard. Excuse my French. I don't know. At that point, do you get a cream pie or? <laughs> but but <laughs> like, know. but like the idea of I don't know, like Ark Invest, and it's like, oh look, they've. They've put some money in some tech stocks and people are joining them. And it's like yeah. that, that, and like they're just raking in an absolute shitload of cash from taking a slice of everyone's cake. Yeah. I mean, that's where a lot of money can be made, you know, like some of the ETFs, like people that don't fully understand ETFs and index funds, some of the like ongoing charges within those uh, funds are ridiculous, like charging like 3% annually of like whatever's oh. held in them. Uh, only at the end of the year like so you wouldn't even know that it, it like has come out until yeah it, exactly like, but 
But your portfolio has to then beat 3% already and then has to get more percent to be anywhere near, you know, going yes. forwards. Like, and and because because that's taken at the end of the year, so say, I don't know, at the beginning of the year it was 1,000 and it went up 10%. And then uh, it, I don't know, no, it went up 3%. And then it takes off 3% at the end. The 3% at the end is actually more than the 3% at the beginning yeah. that, that was grown. So they're just, exactly. oh, that's so dirty. That's, that's and, and then if you think about some of the platforms like Hargreaves Lansdowne or something like that, they literally, like it costs like £10 per transaction that you do. Like every time you buy a stock, it costs £10. So if you buy an ETF, so you've already got a charge there as well. Like people generally who don't understand it are probably losing money from that. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm guessing the people who go with those old kind of ways of doing it are, are people who have either too much money or who are just not technically savvy. I'm, I'm just going to uh, check my uh, index funds to make sure that I'm not being charged 3% uh, annually because I'd look very stupid on uh, on this podcast if, if that was happening. Ah. Uh, let's have a quick check. So my ongoing charges is 0.3%. Hold on. What, where do you find that? Is that on the app? What? Uh, so if you go in the app, but it's only on index funds. Do you hold any index funds? Uh, no, nah, I don't. But, it, but is, if you search, for instance, I'm nice. looking at the <laughs> I'm looking at the MSCI World, so uh, ticker IWDG, and I guess if anyone else is using the free trade app, they can uh, verify this information. So if you if you go on to that, yeah. um, and then if you scroll down to costs and charges, so oh, right, right near the bottom, okay, the conversation. Yeah. And you click like on that, that. it'll you the different charges, and it also gives you like a Oh my god, that is filthy! They don't even have the actual charges on the app. It has to go to a website to be able to tell you it. And if you go right down to the bottom, it will show you over five years. If you put a five thousand pound investment in, held it for five years, and it grew at five percent, what would you end up with? So yeah. you charged eighty-two pounds for the privilege of holding it for five years, but by then your portfolio would have grown to what's that? Six two nine eight. Six thousand two hundred ninety-eight pounds. So, I mean, it's quite small in that one. But imagine if it was three percent, mate. That that that's that uh, ETF is up fifty uh, percent over the year. That's, yeah, it is. yeah, not, yeah. Not, not too bad that one. No, uh, that is actually my largest position that I hold. Really? Yeah. Shit, it man! Is. That is, you're really diversified. <laughs> Global companies, just shit me. Yeah. And, and, and it pays dividends as well. Nice. It does. Uh, I think it paid a dividend last month. No, it paid a dividend in, it pays February, February pays a dividend. It pays every quarter. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. It... Oh, no. Hold on. Now I see that um, January of last year, it dropped quite a lot. I, yeah, I missed that bit when looking at the year. But no, <laughs> this, year, this year was very tidy for it. Go on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's like I guess if other people are using this app, that's a cool way to just check your index funds or whatever what you're being charged on them. Obviously, if you're buying individual funds, like if you're buying Netflix or something, then obviously there's no ongoing charge on that. Mm. Um, but yeah, index funds do check the ongoing charge because some people, you know, charging like three percent and stuff, which is ridiculous to then try and beat that percentage. Yeah, but Ben, have you? ever ever sat down on the app and tried to do almost a bit of day trading um ju- no, ju- 
just just for kicks. I haven't, if I'm honest. I, I don't know. Like, well, I've been. We're trying to find out day. some news, and you're like, you know what? I know some shit's going down on Thursday. Let me just well, load up, and then I'm going to sell off by the end of the day. Yeah. So um, I've never done it where I've bought something and sold it within the same day. So never definition of day trading did it in a day. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I have bought a stock. Um, so I bought in the IPO of uh, Airbnb. Um, mm-hmm. Bought that when it first came out, thinking usually on an IPO, first couple of days, it drives the price up a little bit. Yeah. Um, bought in at that, the price came down. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, no, but it, it it did then come back, but back up, but it took me probably about two, three weeks to get back to... Oh. Uh, I just exited there because... I'd wasted two, three weeks of where I could have deployed it somewhere else. So that was yeah. one lesson learned. Oh, okay. But no, I haven't really. I know people that, you know, do it. And um, some of the people I follow on Twitter, you know, are very good at it. But yeah, well, I just don't um, feel like I have the time to fully, you know, delve into it. I don't know. What about you? Have you done it? Uh, at, at the beginning, when I was first learning the app to, um see how it all works and it's like oh look how fast can i buy and sell i did um but there was no great movement or anything um yeah there was the only time that i got burnt was with uh zoom though um speaking of stories that that uh, get burnt the vaccine got announced and the stock dropped like 20 percent, and i was just like you know what fuck this I'm out I'm out of this it's only gonna like from, from the vaccine being announced it's only gonna be down from here for zoom so I'm uh it was funny because loads of stocks took a like beating on that news but then obviously some of the ones that were already beaten down from like the beginning of March started yeah. to like Air, up. So Air, everyone was, like, airlines rotating. and that started jumping up like 20% or so yeah yeah it's, yeah. it's very yeah it's just it now now that like oh it's happened i'm like yeah obviously that was going to happen you know yeah like, it well just, that's it like it just at the time sense. it was like thinking back to last march when it all crashed like it was the back end of march and like everything crashed and i was thinking like i know that the stock market has to go back up right like yeah it's totally like black swan event it's crashed the market it's got to go back up but at the same time, I was deploying money in as as it continued to go down. I was thinking like this is going down quite far, and like every hundred pounds I'm putting in, it's dropping ten percent every day. Like, yeah, what, what's going on? But now, obviously, in hindsight, looking at it, it's back to all time highs. And I wish I'd have, you know, dropped every pound and penny that I had in the house. Not that I have any. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah into- right, because I only deal with notes. <laughs> 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 but yeah, go on. Yeah, exactly. you, yeah, yeah. Just w- w- wish that you put everything in- into it. Yeah, but it, but that's the that's the like benefit Mate, of hindsight, isn't it? Like, you, uh, you, you, I, I, I wish I started trading trading earlier. So yeah, bad. that is one thing I do wish I did. Um, like, like literally, how, what age is to get an ISA? Eighteen, ain't it? Yeah, but you can have like a kid's ISA, like well, when you're born, you can have a child ISA. Yeah, which can so, invest. Yeah, so, oh, oh, I got my five year old. <laughs> so you wait until my little boy's born. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Not that I'm not, not that I'm having a child, actually. Just to clarify for the listeners. <laughs> uh, anytime but, soon. But uh like if like to just invest, I don't know, from even yeah, what's that, seven years ago? And yeah. like just putting away a hundred pounds every time I got paid. That's I don't know, what's that? 10 70 so that'll be like seven thousand and over the overload seven years it might have doubled and it's like shit man that would have been a fucking fantastic position to be in <laughs> is that like getting the head of the curve kind of thing it is that like power of compounding like the sooner you start the less you need to put in if you know what i mean so you, you know you start with 100 pounds that's like not a lot of money but it soon adds up if it starts doubling you know every however many years yes oh i've i've got a good good one for you right so say um because i'm saving for a house right i'm i'm making the decision of like hold on if i've got let's say twenty thousand, and to buy a to buy a house that would that would be enough or do i keep that invested and I think that it, it could possibly double in three up to f- two or three years, right? And it's like, well, that 20 becomes 40. And then also I would have put money into it throughout that time. I, I don't know. And it, it just, that there's something that's, yeah. that, that screams out to me of like, if you just have, have your money in stocks and because of that compounding, it it very quickly snowballs out of control, and I'm like, but a house doesn't snowball out of control. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, and I've been thinking about it as well because I, you know, I've been thinking about buying a property, a second property to like rent out. Yeah, but I just think for the hassle and well, not hassle, but just ease of investing, and you know, there's no maintenance and uh, yes, and also the rate of return because. By the time you've paid homeowners and no, um, what is it, landlords insurance and all the other bits and bobs, you're you're walking away from it with quite a substantial amount less yeah. than what it first looks like. Of oh, I'm going to be taking in the rent of like what it normally costs someone to live here for a month, and like that goes straight in my back pocket when it doesn't. Yeah, I guess for you though, you know, there's there's got to be a trade off between, you know, obviously you'll be saving on rent by getting a mortgage that will be cheaper than your rent right so yes. what's the percentage so, it, there? so it'll, be, it'll be like saving a thousand pounds a month okay like, like, like so so, so, and like then, quite a lot, right? so and then that would be going into um yeah like mortgage payments where a large percentage of that will will be just interest at first yeah so i think it's a tough one there must be calculators and things that you know could weigh up that for you whether deposit money or whether wait i guess if you can wait a couple of years if you're saying you know if we're saying 20 to 40 that is a you know 20 grand in three years that's got to be much better than whatever it cost you to rent for those three years you know what i mean like yeah yeah that's why that's why i'm so tunnel visioned on this stock market where i'm like but like obviously i am going to choose the house uh because because i would like to live in my own house and put the that money that i am spending on rent us like in into my own back pocket at the end of the day so yeah i overall yeah, just I just for the that, psychology of that 
Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. I think it comes back to that psychology of it's nice to have a house and it's nice to, you know, like, nice to have a house. Well, it, you know, you can't well, live on the streets. <laughs> but, you uh, know, no, it's nice to have your own house that you yes, own. Yes, I, I own something. This is... This is now for, for for me, the family. And that's where, so sticking with this, you know, thinking about properties and houses, you know, I could pay off the mortgage earlier, you know, so I could overpay my mortgage and pay it off earlier. Yeah. But the interest rate is stupidly low, right? So I think my interest rate is like, my interest rate is high at the moment because I'm remortgaging it in the next couple of months. So yeah. it's based on years ago interest rate so it's 1.9 percent interest right okay. which is which is deemed high at the moment right i'm, I'm expecting it's probably come down to like 1.4 1.3 maybe okay um, but i know for a fact that money that i was overpaying i could get a better return on the stock market easy i could pretty much do nothing but put it in an index and i've got yeah, to be yeah an index and like you're sorted <laughs> but like like yeah. you but like, yeah, but and then, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's just the thing of, oh, I could put this in the most generic thing and it would do better. So it's, yeah. it's, but, it's so hard to. But for some people, they want to own their house completely outright, so no mortgage. So for them, overpaying is more better because it's psychologically, you know, you're closer to owning your house mortgage free. But for me, it's kind of like, well, no, my investing is going to give me so much better return. Like my house is cheap debt. Yeah. So. Why would I overpay that when I could put that money to the work in investing? And you know, yes, but but I I also feel of uh, it's just that thing of like hold on, um, like even though I'm renting and losing say a thousand pounds a month, pretty much the money that I do have put away because of the sn- the snowball factor, rather than losing that and starting from ground zero again. For yeah, like the, the, snow, you, the snowball factor is just so important. It is. It, well, once you've got that like solid foundation, which you built, which is effectively the deposit, as soon as you put that into a property, you know, it's still there. It's within the property, but you've got to start that investing journey again for a much smaller balance. And it it takes longer for it to yes, snowball. To, to, yeah. And longer to get back to that psychological point of, Oh look, that—that's how my account should look. Even though that has, sounds like a real bad way of thinking about it, but it, there is something like like that. Like, oh, if I look at my app and it had a substantial amount less in than it does now, and for the next few months it it will, I, that I would definitely be thinking like, fuck, shit, man, yeah. it looked so good before. <laughs> yeah. What I have done to kind of because I do or I did want to buy another house. Uh, what I have done is invested a little bit into like uh, REITs. So uh, what are they? Um, real retail, estate. Yeah, yeah, real estate, that's it. Real estate uh, investment trusts, right? Mm. So REITs, R-E-I-T-S. And they effectively are businesses that are set up to buy loads of properties, then rent them out, and then they have to, by law, distribute 80% of the money they receive back to shareholders. Okay. Uh, so kind of I'm getting the rent, but I'm not having to worry about landlord insurance, you know, collecting that rent if someone's not going to pay it, if someone leaves finding a new so, tenant. Like, so what is, the re- what is the return on that? Uh, I don't think it's massive. Like it obviously doesn't beat it if you did it yourself. Um, about, about the same rate as the market? Uh, in terms of, because it pays a monthly dividend as well. 
Oh, right. So uh, it's actually cash flow rather than. So it's generally, yeah. So it does pay every single month. Um, I'm just trying to work out what the sort of dividend uh, percentage is. And then it, the thing is, so it pays a dividend, but it hasn't really moved in terms of um, like capital growth. Hmm. It's been hardly any capital growth in it. Uh, but I guess you kind of expect that because some that, of the that would only be if the pro- property value goes up, right? Yeah, and I, I think um, this particular one that I invest in invests more in like uh, commercial properties. So obviously, okay. with the pandemic, not many people have been like taking on more like you know commercial properties. Yeah. So, uh, but and then as as we come out, you should see that lift then quite nicely. Well, hopefully, yeah. Um, so sorry, I can't actually find it, but. No worries. I'll find it. But I'd imagine it's sort of like four to five percent dividend over the year. It pays it okay. uh, it pays monthly every single month. So it's quite nice to have a little bit. It's kind of like rental income. I mean, it's yes, if you talk five percent, yeah. it's it's not massive amounts, but um, it's still Ooh. nice to also and another thing is that if you say you put twenty thousand into a property and then your return is Say, what well, I would say, like two thousand over the year. That that would be a ten percent return because you only put in two thousand. It's not like you're purchasing the whole. Yeah, you get leverage, don't you? Yeah, leverage. You can buy much more with the money that you have. Yeah. So it's, <sighs> mate. There's there's too many variables. I can't think of it all at once. <laughs> there is. It's a it's a tough tough debate, ain't it? Because like. You don't know, you know the longer you can hold out not buying one and invest the money if you've got a sizable pot, the better. But then at the same time, like stock, well, no, sorry, property prices seem to just increase as well. So, like, the yeah. power of that money is it worth less when you want to come and buy a house in three years' time? Like, there's so much to it. Like, we could generally have another episode just purely on property versus investing. Yes, yeah, definitely. So, um yeah but but yeah oh man i guess it's also a part of uh for me it's i don't know property because i've never bought a house or anything so it's even slightly more distant just because it's just so many question marks around it like what mortgages can you have and because there's there seems to be a catalog of them and what they all mean to me and and everything I definitely think that's a good idea for another podcast. Obviously, I've been through that process before, and obviously, yes. you're looking at that process and well, whether investing. That'd be, invest that'd be fantastic. That'd be, yeah, yeah, that'd be really that'd be good. Good, uh, good episode. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I, I've got something for us for the for the week um, until we do our next podcast. Right? We choose okay. one stock um, to put a hundred pounds into today. Okay. <laughs> um, and then for the next podcast, at the beginning of the podcast, uh, we'll say what stocks they were uh, were again and we'll reveal how much they've gone up or down. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how okay. does that sound? Like, we, we haven't done any research on this one, but we'll know for next week to possibly do research into different companies. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Yeah, no, so, so on, on this one, it's just going to be a whim. You don't have to even look at any graphs or anything. Just name a company. We'll do it. And then it's just just having a bit of a laugh. 
and then and then next week's one can um, be, be a little bit more researched into. Okay. Yeah. Do, do, yep. do you want do you want to name a stock or shall I? Uh, I'll let you go first so I can think of one. <laughs> yes, I, I can't think of one either. But okay, so if if we're going on most growth, I've got to pick a tech stock. Let's do it. That's going to be doing well as it comes as the vaccine is hitting quite a large amount of the population. I think people are going to be going back to work. Oh, shoot. It's, it is a toughie. There's a part of me that's like, I really want to choose NVIDIA. I, I haven't got uh, NVIDIA in my portfolio, but I think that's the one I'm going to go with. Their AI at the moment, I think, is is pretty cutting edge, and I, I, I think that's the one I'm going to go for. Uh, right, okay. Uh, I uh, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go for a tech stock as well. Okay. Uh, I'm just opening the app so I can, you know, uh, see what's available for me for my £100 purchase. Uh, bear with me. That's cool. That's cool. The thing is, like, well, I was looking at Tesla, mate, but I think Tesla's had such a good week that I... You, you, mate, you're pretty much sure doing research now. I, I can't even believe this. I can't even believe this. I just looked at NVIDIA because I wasn't looking before. And that was up 20% over the month. So they're looking pretty sharp, actually. They're doing well. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. I'm going to go for a bit of a rogue one. Okay. Um, which is a company called Lemonade Inc. Oh, what is that? What is that? <laughs> Yeah, uh, so they are a peer-to-peer property and casualty insurance company. Hold on. Oh, I've got oh right, the insurance company Lemonade, L M N D. Yeah. Okay. And that is purely just because you didn't want to do any research, so I've just randomly picked a stock. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. So I'll put a hundred pounds into that and uh, see Ooh. where we are next week. Do you know what I was saying, right? About how uh, at the what do you call it uh, when the stock market was crashing, and yeah. it was like uh, what is it? End of January, beginning of February. All yeah. the uh, yeah, like the insurance companies really boomed then. Like even uh, that lemonade's got a bit of a boom across the January in, into February period. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why though. Do you? Uh, I, I, I get. I guess it's something when when life is going bad that insurance companies people want to pitch in more into because there's. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that, that, right. yeah. That they need to have. Um, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, yeah, their assets kind of uh, yeah. pro- protected and everything. That, that's what I'm guessing. So, I. I don't know how true it is to every kind of stock market crash, but just judging from that, from January and February, I think the next time it happens, I'm I'm just going to pile in on insurance companies. Yeah, it's it's weird, ain't it? Because the things happen so quickly. It's coming back to that point around like the market rotation. Like it gets a stock or an industry gets beaten down loads. 
Mm. And then just one day, everyone will turn and start pumping back into it and the price just rockets up. So you've got to kind of like work against the market to find like good stocks to invest in. Yeah. But then they're not too against the market that everyone's way against you and you're sat there for ages with losses. Yeah. It's a weird one. You've got to get on the bandwagon as early as possible. That's kind of like my summing up of this uh, investing malarkey. Get on the bandwagon as soon as possible. Yes, yeah, it's it's yeah, very bizarre. Like, yeah, I I would like to have uh, times where where you do this uh, invest in a hundred pounds, um, because we're going to be doing research into companies uh, each week. But if you're confident, oh look, I can see something coming up that I think will give it a boost this week. Oh, you can say to the other person like, I. Oh, I'll put down two hundred pounds. That's how confident I am. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Okay. It's yeah. almost like gambling, but you're not. No one's getting each other's money. <laughs> <laughs> All I was saying was, uh, obviously, I've picked lemonade at complete random. So if it absolutely ta- like flies the next week, then I'm going to definitely start selling my uh, services, and that that won't be an OnlyFans account. Sorry to disappoint people. That will be a uh, <laughs> copy my trades account. <laughs> copy my trades. Oh, geez. But I, I, I tell you what would be really nice in the app of it. If you could, oh, look, uh, you have your, uh, your main, main lot, and then you can just pop over and, oh, look, this is going to be a, like another lot. So rather than just, oh, look, yeah. our, our, our little banter, banter group like rather than it being uh dipped in with your main if that makes yeah. sense and you it, can yeah it'd be quite good if you could like somehow link it with your friends as well so you, not necessarily you can see how much they've invested but you can sort of see what they've invested in and their percentage return and stuff yeah that'd be quite good yeah uh, i i need to get better at um remembering my stocks um what do you call it the actual price of each day kind of thing because and, and the number of stocks I have. So that would be the easiest way for me to see how much my money's increased without actually having to look at the app kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And just I have that where I see my portfolio has gone up and I'm like, which of my which of my stocks has driven this uh increase? And then I have to literally go into each one and look at the graphs for the day. Go, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, like I don't know if I see Tesla, oh look, this on uh 700 oh look it's gone up 50 today and i own say three stocks oh i know that's 150 uh yeah. as, as a part of it rather than yeah. fucking 20 percent. i want uh how much is that yeah and then you're like putting your finger on the uh yeah on the graph <laughs> and you're like okay so it was 37 and now it's gone up to seven 700 or whatever <laughs> try, trying to get it exactly that's what we also on. need to remove the deposit impact on the graph because it's so annoying you know the huge increase that you see when you put money into your account yes uh i I, I do yeah i think maybe instead of having just the graph uh increase like that maybe change the color of the graph when money is deposited or something like that so you can tell oh um from this point to this point you've had a substantial amount more money in than or yeah, yeah that would be quite cool. That would be very cool, actually. Or at least you get to choose or something. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, I guess they're developing the app pretty much weekly, I guess. So um, 
who knows what they'll bring it, out different feet so so you you've been on free trade since what nearly three years ago now i think so yeah yeah let me see fucking hell you was right at the beginning weren't you uh three years no two years sorry two, two years two years ago but years. That, that must have been when it just first started off then uh, yeah, I don't think it had been around for too long. I mean, yeah. there mustn't have been many stocks on it. <laughs> no, there wasn't many stocks on it at the time, and it didn't look like this before either. There was no like insights tab. Uh, your dividends never showed up on your activity, so you never knew when you actually got dividends or oh anything. Oh my god! Okay. Um, it took so long for you to like deposit money and then actually get it allocated to your account. Um, yeah, that wasn't. Uh, I tell you what, it's really nice how they've uh, made the um, the transfer from bank nice and easy now. It's so smooth. I like literally as soon as you it links to your like online bank and then it's literally yeah. just allocated to you straight away. It's so yeah. nice. Like like before it was oh transfer money to these this account number with this code. Yeah. And that was like so janky. It's like if I've spelt something wrong and I've just lost a yeah. shitload of money. <laughs> I laugh at that, but literally every single time I transferred, I would check like every single thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was bad. That was yeah, funny. Because you're right? talking a lot of money. So, yeah. Well, um, they must have started getting too popular to, I guess, have, yeah. have that system that it needed to be automated faster. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant, absolutely fantastic. All right. Cool. Shall we uh draw it to a close? Yeah, let's draw it to a close here. All right then. Okay. Um yeah, so we'll update you guys with uh how our stocks have done next week. Which stocks did you pick again, Luke? Nvidia. Nvidia and I picked lemonade. So we'll uh yeah, we'll let you know how we get on uh this week with those. Uh hopefully lemonade does uh as well yeah and uh, i guess if people want to connect with us on socials uh i run the capitalist investor instagram page so you can reach me there and if people want to connect with you luke um at the moment just on this podcast i don't really just use on... social media very much at the moment but uh um, okay. when, when i do well I any messages that. i receive on the capitalist investor page i uh, that are directed for you uh i can uh I can pass you away. And if anyone feels extra generous, any five-star reviews are very much appreciated or any review at this stage uh, is very much appreciated. But it better be a good review. But if it's not a good one, (laughs) definitely won't be uh, read out on the podcast. Brilliant. Superb. All right. Thank you, Ben. All right. And until next time. Bye.